TOB number 17, Innocence at the Foundation of the Exchange of the Gift. General audience of February 6, 1980. We are continuing the examination of the beginning to which Jesus appealed in his dialogue with the Pharisees about the topic of marriage. This reflection requires us to go beyond the threshold of man's history and to reach the state of original innocence. To grasp the meaning of this innocence, we base ourselves in some way on the experience of historical man, on the witness of his heart, of his conscience. As we follow the line of the historical a posteriori, we attempt to reconstruct the distinctive character of the original innocence contained in the reciprocal experience of the body and of its spousal meaning as Genesis chapter 2 verse 23 through 25 attests. The situation described in this text reveals the beatifying meaning of the body, which in the sphere of the mystery of creation, man attains, so to speak, in the complementarity of what is masculine and feminine in him. At the roots of this experience, however, must be the interior freedom of the gift, united above all to innocence. The human will is originally innocent and thus furthers the reciprocity in the exchange of the gift of the body according to its masculinity and femininity as the gift of the person. Consequently, the innocence attested in Genesis chapter 2, verse 25, can be defined as the innocence of the reciprocal experience of the body. The sentence, both were naked, the man and his wife, but they did not feel shame, expresses precisely such innocence in the reciprocal experience of the body, an innocence that inspires the inner exchange of the gift of the person, which concretely realizes the spousal meaning of masculinity and femininity in their reciprocal relation. Thus, in order to understand the innocence of the mutual experience of the body, we must try to clarify what constitutes the inner innocence of the exchange of the gift of the person. This exchange constitutes, in fact, the true source of the experience of innocence. We can say that inner innocence, that is, the rightness of intention in the exchange of the gift, consists in a reciprocal acceptance of the other in such a way that it corresponds to the very essence of the gift. In this way, the mutual gift creates the communion of persons. It is a question, therefore, of welcoming the other human being and of accepting him or her precisely because in this mutual relationship about which Genesis chapter 2 verse 23 through 25 speaks, the man and the woman become a gift, each for the other, through the whole truth and evidence of their own body and its masculinity and femininity. It is a question, therefore, of such an acceptance or welcome in reciprocal nakedness that it expresses and sustains the meaning of the gift and thus deepens its reciprocal dignity. This dignity corresponds deeply to the fact that the Creator has willed, and continually wills, man, male and female, for his own sake. Innocence of heart, and as a consequence, innocence of experience, signifies a moral participation in the eternal and permanent act of God's will. The contrary of such welcoming or acceptance of the other human being as a gift would be a loss of the gift itself and thus a transmutation and even reduction of the other to an object for myself. Object of concupiscence, of undue appropriation, etc. 
We will not deal in detail now with this manifold presumable antithesis of the gift. One must, however, note already here in the context of Genesis chapter 2, verse 23 through 25, that such extortion of the gift from the other human being, from the woman on the part of the man, and vice versa, in his or her inner reduction to a mere object for me, should mark exactly the beginning of shame. Shame corresponds, in fact, to a threat inflicted on the gift in its personal intimacy and bears witness to the inner downfall of innocence and reciprocal experience. Exchange of the Gift, Interpretation of Genesis chapter 2, verse 25 According to Genesis chapter 2, verse 25, the man and woman did not feel shame. This allows us to reach the conclusion that the exchange of the gift, in which their whole humanity, soul, and body, femininity, and masculinity participates, is realized by preserving the inner characteristic, that is, precisely innocence, of self-donation and of the acceptance of the other as a gift. These two functions of the mutual exchange are deeply connected in the whole process of the gift of self. Giving and accepting the gift interpenetrate in such a way that the very act of giving becomes acceptance, and acceptance transforms itself into giving. Genesis chapter 2, verse 23 through 25, allows us to deduce that Due to original innocence, the woman, who in the mystery of creation is given by the creator to the man, is welcomed or accepted by him as a gift. The biblical text is completely clear and transparent at this point. At the same time, the acceptance of the woman by the man and the very way of accepting her become, as it were, a first gift in such a way that the woman, in giving herself from the very first moment in which in the mystery of creation, she has been given by the Creator to the man, at the same time discovers herself, thanks to the fact that she has been accepted and welcomed, and thanks to the way in which she has been received by the man. She therefore finds herself in her own gift of self, through a sincere gift of self. Gaudium et Spes 24.3 When she has been accepted in the way in which the Creator willed her, namely, for her own sake, through her humanity and femininity. She comes to the innermost depth of her own person and to the full possession of herself when, in this acceptance, the whole dignity of the gift is ensured through the offer of what she is in the whole truth of her humanity and in the whole reality of her body and her sex of her femininity. We add that this finding of oneself in one's own gift becomes the source of a new gift of self that grows by the power of the inner disposition to the exchange of the gift, and in the measure in which it encounters the same and even deeper acceptance and welcome as the fruit of an ever more intense consciousness of the gift itself. It seems that the second creation account has assigned to the man from the beginning the function of the one who above all receives the gift, See Genesis chapter 2, verse 23. The woman has, from the beginning, been entrusted to his eyes, to his consciousness, to his sensibility, to his heart. He, by contrast, must in some way ensure the very process of the exchange of the gift, the reciprocal in interpenetration of giving and receiving the gift, which precisely through its reciprocity creates an authentic communion of persons. While in the mystery of creation, 
The woman is the one who is given to the man. He, on his part, in receiving her as a gift in the full truth of her person and femininity, enriches her by this very reception, and at the same time, he too is enriched in this reciprocal relationship. The man is enriched not only through her, who gives her own person and femininity to him, but also by his gift of self. The man's act of self-donation, in answer to that of the woman, is for him himself and enrichment. In fact, it is here that the specific essence, as it were, of his masculinity is manifested, which through the reality of the body and of its sex reaches the innermost depth of self-possession, thanks to which he is able both to give himself and to receive the gift of the other. The man, therefore, not only accepts the gift, but at the same time is welcomed as a gift by the woman in the self-revelation of the inner spiritual essence of his masculinity, together with the whole truth of his body and his sex. When he is accepted in this way, he is enriched by this acceptance and welcoming of the gift of his own masculinity. It follows that such an acceptance, in which the man finds himself through the sincere gift of self, becomes in him a source of a new and more profound enrichment of the woman with himself. The exchange is reciprocal, and the mutual effects of the sincere gift and of finding oneself reveal themselves and grow in that exchange. In this way, by following the trail of the historical a posteriori, and above all by following the trail of human hearts, we can read reproduce, and as it were, reconstruct that reciprocal exchange of the gift of the person, which is described in the ancient text of Genesis so rich and profound.